from one dipstick in Georgia to another dipstick in Texas. Welcome to Two Dipsticks Garage with the Chance Brothers. I'm Evan with a V, that's Stephen with a PH, but if you look at the Starbucks cup, it's not P-H-T-E-P-H-E-N. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there is a meme that's ridiculous. <laughs> so this starts out with stupid things we do as husbands. There was a time in my life where my brother Stephen lived in Dallas, Texas, and I told my wife, I'm going to go up, see my brother. I uh, haven't seen him for a while and I'll be back to which I was true on that part of it came right. up. We went to the barbecue joint, uh, hung out for a minute. And then I went on to Oklahoma city, purchased a motorcycle and brought it home without actually telling my wife. That's a stupid thing to do for a husband. Steven. Yeah, um, yeah, I did. I've done something uh, very similar to that before uh, on a few different occasions. Uh, one I can think of is I went to purchase a, was a gosh, what year was that? 2004 Chevrolet Silverado that some 16-year-old just abused. And <laughs> uh, it was supposed to be my daily driver. And uh, I was supposed to be, quote, downsizing in affordability. And um, what were you coming out of to get into this? This was the 6.6, six, right? Uh, no, this was the 5.3. Oh, it was a 5.3. Yeah. 5.3. So, okay. 1500 Z71. Yeah, four by four. You know, do country stuff. And, uh, <laughs> Well, so I was coming out of uh, a Camaro, so I had a 2011 Camaro SS, and oh, so that thing uh, was fun. <laughs> uh, so I wanted practicality, and so you know, let's just get a, a 04 Z71 and uh, encourage the wife that, yeah, no, we're saving money. Uh, this is a smart investment to do is to buy one with 140 thousand miles that a 16 year old owned for a little while, and. Uh, yeah, safe to say that didn't go over very well considering the uh, mountain of work that it needed. Many <laughs> uh, broken uh, knuckles and a lot of weekend uh, investments on that one. That did not go over very well. I have a feeling we're going to get into a few more of those. I may have neglected to preface my motorcycle story with the weekend before I picked up a $4,000 drag bike that I didn't tell her about and brought that home. So. That to say that, that there's a little bit of a history that we've got, maybe it's genetics, we don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure that our old man has done that a time or two. Yeah. But what really got me was the story that Stephen's about to share with us. We, we start out with a Chevy Malibu, is that correct? Yes, uh, 2012 Malibu. So, uh, unfortunately, not a classic. Uh, but a, a modern Malibu, which is uh, quite boring. The the Malibu that you have had the 2012 Malibu. We is it all pimped out? Does it have the 3.6 V6 in it? No, we're talking uh, to the bones bare. Uh, <laughs> not a single option selected. Uh, cloth seats, manual door. Uh, actually, I think the doors, the the door locks were power. So, you, so you at least had that going for you. 
Um, but any, any other option was completely deselected and, um, she had had this car as her second car because actually the first car that she owned was a, I want to say it was similar year, 2012 Pontiac G6, uh, that she ran into a light pole, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> the light pole is, uh, still dented. We have evidence every time we return to her hometown. Um, so the, so the light pole claimed the life of her car. And so this was her replacement at the time. And so she had had it for, oh my gosh. Yeah. Almost 10 years, uh, at that point. And, uh, it was my wise choice to decide that it was time for us to trade it in. Um, and so begins my, <laughs> so begins the story of, uh, epic failures. Okay. So the the 2012 Malibu that doesn't have any options except maybe power door locks. How many miles are on it? What's happening with it? You have a, I think it's fair to say a passion for cars. Also we're neither of us are engineers or mechanics or professional race drivers, but to say that we're car enthusiasts I think is fair. And you're starting to see some stuff happening on this 2012 Malibu. Take us from there. Yeah, so it was about, like I said, it was about 10 years old. Um, it had, I think we were getting to about 130,000 miles on it. And so, you know, I, I think for any car owner, of course, you've, you've crested over 100,000 miles. And there are some services that become, uh, instead of recommended, they become required. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there more and more of those were starting to kind of rear their head. One annoying one, which doesn't even have to do with regular maintenance, but for some reason, the headlight, uh, on the car on the passenger side started to just go out more often than not. Um, so, <laughs> and the really crappy part with these new cars is, well, at least hers was you have to take the bumper cover off to even get to the headlight. Really? Um, and I'm I'm not a body guy. I've never really worked on on you know the the body paneling of cars before. But it's of course this little plastic cover that you've got to get your your little pry tools in. You got to use plastic pry tools so you don't scratch anything. And you got to pop this bad boy off. And of course, you know when it when it decides to go out, it's the middle of July in Dallas, Texas, and there is no cool place to to operate on this car and learn about it for the first time. So I'm I am sweating my face off trying to take this stupid bumper cover off. <laughs> I finally get it off, and I didn't really realize that the the screws that were holding it on were aiming the headlight, and so there were three screws that kind of had it aimed a certain way, uh, and I didn't keep track of where it was pointed, and so I finally <laughs> got this thing, <laughs> you see where I'm going, I finally got this thing back on, and all of a sudden the car was cross-eyed, the, the, <laughs> the new headlights pointing like in and down. And so we're lining up like the first two feet in front of this car. <laughs> and I'm like, here you go, babe. <laughs> I had in mind that you're going to say my, my wife's car now looks like our dog Pino. Oh. Which, <laughs> one eye's going to three and one eye's going to nine. <laughs> no, we went, However, we went the other way. The other way. <laughs> it's uh, it's a Siamese now. It's, it's cross-eyed. <laughs> okay. All right. So... Just just one time that you needed to replace the bulb in this? No, uh, unfortunately. So it, it I replaced it with, um, 
I upgraded them. I went to Napa, got some more upgraded ones because the stock ones were just like candles that you'd put in there. So I upgraded them, got some nicer high-end ones, put in the bulb. Um, I promise that I didn't touch the bulb because you're not supposed to do it to get oils on it. I that's did not true. touch it. Everybody knows and that's a dead man's curse right there. You can't do it. And I put it in and then I want to say it was probably a month later uh, it went out again. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I took the bulb out, had this weird white film on it, took it to Napa, said this thing's bad, I just got it, put it back on. I think it was a month later it went out again. And then I said, okay, fine. You know what? Let's just see what Amazon has because this isn't really working. Um, Got a new set from there. They were like, you know, the the Chinesium headlights and they were not HIDs, but basically HIDs. Mm -hmm. Put those in and they would work occasionally. Um, The again, driver's side one worked just fine. But every now and then the passenger side one would cut out again. And what I figured out is you could actually, when it went out, you could actually hit that side. You could hit the headlight with your hand and kind of bump it, and it would turn back on. And I was like, well, <laughs> here you go. Here's your, here, we've discovered that uh, this car fixes itself. You just bang it, and then uh, there you go. Headlight is fixed. Um, so anyway, that was one thing. The uh, the struts were starting to get tired. There was uh, Her AC pulley was starting to rattle quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we were, it was going to need, you know, I, I had already done spark plugs. I'd already done wires. I did do, uh, engine air filter. Um, but the CVs, I could feel the CV axles were starting to get a little bit, um, wobbly upon acceleration too. The brake rotors were starting to give a little bit of shake. So it was kind of like, add this item to the list, add this other item to the list. And that paired with looking at, um, the market at the time, which this is the end of twenty mid twenty twenty two, end of twenty twenty two, car values mm-hmm. were all over the place. Except mm-hmm. MERS was continued to be down. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the mountain of things that need to be done to it. And by the yeah. way, the value hasn't gone up like everything else has. Not at all. And uh, so I was starting to to think, you know, okay, if we put money into this, is it worth it? How much longer is it gonna to you know going to last us? And you know, so I finally decided. Um, that there needed to be something done in the sense of I needed to get rid of this car, offload it while we could try to get any sense of money out of it, which by the way, the, the trade-in value was, was I think $3,000. So it was nothing substantial. Um, and if you you think about the AC systems, which uh, I heard this from an old hippie farmer. He said, the best time to get rid of a vehicle is when the AC goes out, because once that goes out, everything else is just going to start tumbling after it. So mm-hmm. I think you're on the right track there. And it sounded like by the time you add everything up, you're going to be into it for $3,000 anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It it was uh it was a finance equation, I guess, to me is, is what I thought I was doing. I thought I was being very intelligent. <laughs> and, and the numbers <laughs> made sense. So everything makes sense. <laughs> if you look at the numbers, it all makes sense. <laughs> so we so in my mind I had I had made my decision uh that this was what I was going to do to uh impress my wife and and there is the intent however <laughs> when we get into the story we'll see how it actually resulted things look pretty good on paper though get rid of this car for $3000 and avoid a $3000 mm-hmm. repair bill that's a smart move exactly 
but in reality, not quite as smooth as you hoped it would be. Not so much. Uh, okay. So, and in our discussions, my wife and I's discussions, you know, I've kind of put in little prods and questions here and there to kind of get a feel for what she may be interested in. If, if at any point we had gotten rid of Bruce, Bruce was the car's name. Name the car. Um, yeah, so she had named the car, so there's a little bit of attachment to, to dangle in front of everyone. So uh, I thought, okay, well, if I could get out of Bruce for 3000 I could probably find, a, I don't know, some kind of a hybrid car, something that's decent on gas for uh, ten dollars to $15,000, and it should be a decent car. And we had talked about uh, the Chevy Volt for a little while, which... Most people probably have heard of the Volt, but basically it's uh, it's almost like a plug-in hybrid. They do have the new plug-in hybrid variants. Um, however, the it's got a gasoline engine on board, of course a hybrid battery, but the gasoline engine solely works as a generator for the hybrid battery that's on there. So you have an onboard generator to give you battery power. Oh, gotcha. Now... I had figured that it was strictly an electric vehicle, but knowing that there's a, a gasoline engine on board as solely as a generator makes a little bit more sense nowadays. I appreciate that. It seems to be smart, and you see guys who have Teslas, and they need a charge, and so they strap a diesel generator on the back, and all of a sudden they have unlimited <laughs> power. It's the same concept. <laughs> pull up to a gas tank, put the gas pump into the charging port, pull the trigger. What's, what's the worst could happen? <laughs> unlimited power unlimited. so <laughs> so i i thought okay this would be a reasonable purchase there was a dealer nearby that had a it was a 2011 volt so actually you know first generation volt they were asking i think thirteen thousand for it and it had about one hundred and forty thousand miles on it and i thought not really knowing much about them and the history of them i thought okay i could get into this probably for a decent price could maybe get another 100,000 miles off of it. Of all the videos I watched on YouTube and all the reviews that I saw, they were really great cars, and they could get you two, 300,000 miles, no problem. Mm -hmm. Or so they say. Uh, so I went to this dealer, drove the car, everything was fine on the test drive, said, okay, let's make the numbers work. We agreed on a number, and we signed the paperwork, and we were. Uh, Good to go. By the way, this whole time, it was under the guise of me telling my wife that I was going to get her car fixed. I was going to find and meet a mechanic who was out in this part of rural Georgia mm -hmm. who was going to give me a good deal on working on her car. I could use his shop and whatever. I came up with some complete bluff. Um, and also, we had an appointment that evening, which was uh, we had an event at our local church, which was a like a Halloween event. And so mm -hmm. uh, I had to be back at a certain time before his bedtime to uh, to make it to that. And so I was getting a little bit nervous with the with the timing, but it was all a surprise. And I start driving the car back from the dealer, the new, new used Chevy Volt. Uh, and I'm driving this car and all of a sudden the check engine light pops up probably five miles from the dealer. Oof. I mean, and I now own the car. Right. Uh, and then uh, a message comes up in the information center that says um, propulsion system error. Uh, 
said, I think it said use caution or something like that. Okay. Um, and all of a sudden there was a, there was a battery meter that told you the hybrid battery charge. It was at around 30%. All of a sudden it snapped to zero. And I said, Oh, okay. It's a bit <laughs> alarming, yeah, but a uh, we're just gonna, we're gonna power through. We got, maybe it just needs a charge. Who knows what happened? And I could still drive it on gasoline power alone. So I guess it, it works as a generator, but it also can supply some to the, uh, to the propulsion system. It was enough to just kind of get home. And I bring it home, I pull it in the driveway, and my wife's getting ready. She's ready to load up our son, and we're about to go to this thing. And we, she, she comes out to me pulling up in a red Chevy Volt. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, surprise! <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I fixed your Malibu like it? <laughs> she's like that's not my car i said it is now look <laughs> um and uh she she kind of smiled and then all of a sudden the smile went away from her face and then tears started to form in her eyes and she was like wait a minute so you got you got rid of bruce and i was like yeah but look what i got you it's a hybrid it gets i don't know like I think it was the equivalent of like 60 miles to the gallon, something really high. Mm -hmm. And um, she's kind of excited, but also emotional and crying a little bit. And so um, anyway, the next morning I tell her, hey, look, by the way, uh, something's going on. There's a check engine light. I don't really know what's going on. I'm going to take it to work. I offered to take it to my work and then I would just charge it because uh, mm -hmm. they have some EV chargers there. We didn't have one, of course. Um, and she said, no, it's fine. My work has one. So she offered to drive it to her work, which was even a shorter commute. And I said, okay, great. She gets in the car, um, starts it. We think it started. And she puts it in gear, lets off the brake, and the car starts rolling backwards. <laughs> and if it roll, our driveway is a bit sloped and there's a bit of a hill uh, and, and quite a steep hill. If she were to keep rolling backwards, it would have gone down the hill. So she, it, it started rolling backwards. She slammed it in park, turned it off and said, nope. And walked <laughs> away from it. I, okay. So I, I have a vision because I've met your wife, but I think that it's important to give the ideal <laughs> of how powerful things can come in really small packages. Mm -hmm. She so is Brittany five is eight tall. A towering five foot tall. I think when I met her, she had on like six inch chunky heels and she took them off. <laughs> Stephen and I are the same height. We're six two. And when she stepped down and was like below my shoulder, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hello down there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, so she, she gets she's, out. Yeah. She says, nope. Yeah. So then I say, OK, well, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, let me let me fix it. Meanwhile, my stomach has fallen out. I have my jaws <laughs> on the floor, and I'm sweating profusely out of everywhere. Uh, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's fine. You can take my truck. Go ahead, take my truck to work." And um, I have some chalks that I put behind the wheels of her car, so she goes to work, and then it's just kind of me there. And so I put the chalks behind the car. I was like, "Okay, let me just put the chalks there. Let me get in, put it in gear, and then just floor it, just pin it, because mm -hmm. maybe at that point." That's how I got it to go the day before. Um, 
under just gasoline power. It's like, let me just run it under gasoline power. I'll take it to somewhere. And now it won't go anywhere. The gasoline engine won't kick on. The, the hybrid battery, of course, is completely not working. And so now we just have a $13,000 paperweight sitting in our driveway doing nothing. <laughs> so the dealer was 30 miles away or so. And then, you know, my Geico towing allows for like 20 miles. There's a Chevy dealer two miles away and this is a Chevy Volt. So I said, okay, let me just, you know, let me just take it to the Chevy dealer. They can diagnose it and figure out what's going on. I get it towed there. Two days later, they finally have the time to look at it. And what they told me was, yeah, well, it looks like your battery pack is bad. And uh, the last time we ordered one, which was, I guess, I don't know, a month or so ago, the, <laughs> the price that they were quoted on it was $20,000. <laughs> and... Uh, I did not sign up to purchase a $33,000 2011 Chevy Volt with 140,000 miles on it. That seems a little counterproductive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, now at this point, of course, now I'm really stressing because this is a used car, so the Lemon Law won't apply. Uh... There's no implied warranty. I didn't sign any of the warranty paperwork with the dealer because who does that? And right. then now we're stuck with a car that won't go. Um, so we call the dealer. We try to speak to our salesman. And then we start getting a runaround. This is, this is like a Monday. And we start getting a runaround. Well, you need to call back tomorrow when so-and-so manager is here. And so we say, fine. We call back the next day when so-and-so manager is there. He says, well, you got to call back tomorrow when this other manager is here. And we're like, fine. <laughs> okay. So we call back when the other manager is there. And then we call him and he's like, well, you got to call when this dude's here. We're like, no, 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 no. Okay. We're just going to show up. I'm yep. towing this freaking vehicle to your dealer. You're going to have a deal, <laughs> a tow truck with a Chevy Volt on it. That's yours. And we're going to figure out what we can do. So we show up that Friday. My wife and I show roll up there and of course we're just livid we just have these looks on our bed we are irate first of all she's irate because now she's been a week without bruce and has no form of transportation really at all and uh we told the dealer we said we're not leaving here until we run leave with a working car what can we do you're closing up shop with two dipsticks garage feel free to open up another one to see what them chance brothers are getting into next 